0: Hi, and welcome to my podcast, The Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm glad you found me. I'm Renee Beery and I love empowering women to take on home projects, both large and small. I have been the only girl on the job site for the past 27 years and I have seen it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. With my help, I hope you will be able to avoid the mistakes I've seen in the past and go into your project confident, and knowledgeable about the industry so that your project is as smooth and successful as possible. Hi, and welcome back to the Only Girl on the Job site podcast. I'm glad you're here. Today, we're going to tackle something that most people will chuckle and say, well, of course I need to do this and probably do a decent job in the beginning of any project. But then as the days and weeks and months go by, it's just one more task that sort of doesn't seem as critical until something goes wrong. I fall into that same category with some of my projects, uh, especially the long term ones where there's some, you know, some lulls in the project. And then when it speeds back up, I realize, uh oh, I didn't keep as careful with this as I could have. I better play catch up so that I'm back up to speed. All that being said, it's not hard to do because what it is, is basic organization. And I know everyone's laughing, but that is true. And I must admit, I love organization. I have always been a list maker. I like things lined up. I like tabs. I like color coding. Uh, It just makes my brain work better. So I can't tell you how to best do it for yourself, but all I can say is whatever method will work for you, you must, must implement it for any project. Now, if you're sitting here listening, going, Well, I've, I've got a painter coming by and he's painting three rooms, I can skip this. Well, you can, and you may get lucky in that everything is streamlined, perfectly smooth, and on your way you go. Chances are it's much better for you to be organized. What does that mean? If you are doing three rooms, uh, maybe you have a carpenter coming because there are some minor wood that needs to be fixed up, or you're putting crown molding in a bedroom, whatever. So now you've got two contractors coming to the house. So my expectation, if you and I were working together, would be that you have at least a manila folder. Make it pretty, a minor manila, but have at it. Go get a Lily Pulitzer or some other exciting one. And I would expect to open it up and be able to know exactly what you're doing and with whom. So how do you get that? Well, I would expect if you have a painter and a carpenter coming over that I would see two business cards somehow attached to the inside cover. I often staple them. Tape works well as as well. I would expect to see their estimates and or contract. If it's minor work, it probably is just an estimate and there will be some legal verbiage on the bottom. I would expect to see paint sample colors, you know, the the ones you can either get at the store or ideally you order the larger pieces online. I would expect you to have some sort of a schedule or calendar of sorts, just something that you can even sketch out. I would really expect to see all of that. Now, you you may be laughing and saying, why on earth would I need all that? Well, two reasons. One, if something goes wrong, you have all your information in one location. You're not trying to open up the junk drawer in the kitchen and locate the little bits and pieces of the Benjamin Moore paint samples. And was it this color I chose? Was it that color I chose? Wait, I don't remember. And or the painter doesn't show up and you need to leave the house and you've agreed to let him in. Now you got to locate him. Now, maybe you put it in your phone. Most of the time, I find clients don't do that unless it's a longer project. So now you're scrambling trying to find a person's phone number. Also, keep in mind, five years from now, you're going to repaint the rooms. You need touch-ups. You think, what was that paint color? Oh, is the can in the basement? Oh, they're all unmarked. You just got a bunch of numbers and formulas. Which ones in which room? Now you got to open them all up. And Anyway, you keep it in a folder you've got every piece of information it's timeless you can reach for it at any time so that's a little project simple easy to do pretty much no excuses not to do it but if you're taking on a bigger project let's say renovating a bathroom or putting a small addition on you're going to need a lot more organization because this project's going to take a lot longer to accomplish and there going to be a lot more a whole lot more contacts that you're going to have to manage and be in touch with So I would expect, again, if I came into your house and you called me and you said, Renee, I'm in trouble, and I'd say, okay, let's go look at this. I would expect to find a binder with the information I just went over for this paint project, but also a whole lot more. Now, what I normally find when this occurs is a pile of paper and scraps and little brochures and you name it and business cards and Post-its. And, you know, back of napkins, it's it's crazy. And I look at them thinking, well, no wonder you've reached out to me because you have no idea where you are, where you should be, and how you're going to get this back on track. So in a bigger project, you will have estimates, you will have contracts. So these are important, especially in larger projects, because what will happen is you may interview a contractor in February. And he says, sure, I'm going to take on your project. Here are all my details. You agreed, the, both of you agree to the terms. And he says, I'm free to start end of April. We agree to this. Fantastic. So by the time end of April comes, I can assure you 90% of my clients have forgotten all of the terms. With you know, They know the broad strokes of the project and what they're going to get accomplished, but they have forgotten all of the terms to the contract. They're important. One, that's what you're paying for you need to know and make sure you are receiving what you are being billed for. Two, it has critical details, like often it has a, maybe a broad schedule. It will have how they bill you. It will have whether they're progress payments. These are, again, all things that are critical to keep on top of. And if it's just crammed into you know all the other papers of torn out pages from the El Decor because you saw something you wanted to show the contractor and everything else, and you've got little samples and It's all going to get lost. So I would expect, and this is what my binders look like for clients, is the often has like a pocket in the front of the binder. And that's where I'm going to store all of my little brochures, any loose samples. If you're doing a bathroom, you might have a finished sample. You might have a small tile. All of that goes in there. I'm going to have a section for contracts and estimates. I'm going to review them periodically to make sure everybody is doing what I paid them to do. And then I'm going to have individual tabs. Say, again, for this bathroom project, I'm going to have one for plumbing. I'm going to have one for electric. I'm going to have one for painting. I'm going to have one for construction. And it could go on. And then you could get even crazier, which I admit I do not do. But I do have friends in the business that under plumbing, you might have that broken out into plumbing and accessories like towel bars and things like that. You're going to keep track of all of that. So any estimate you have from plumbing goes under plumbing. I would print out all the spec sheets of all the pieces that you are purchasing so that you can immediately and easily find that. When the contractor says, hey, did you get the handheld with the the bar that you can adjust? And you're sitting there thinking, okay, I talked to you in February. I went to the plumbing supply house the very next week. Now it's like mid-May. I have no idea what I purchased. It's right there. Tab. Pull it open. Boom. Information at hand. I'm going to have a tile. Oh, sorry, I forgot, a tile. Under there, you're going to want the estimate. You're going to want the square footage that the tile guy has asked you to purchase if you're doing the purchasing yourself and or keep track of what he is estimating to make sure that the contractor is purchasing exactly what the tile setter has asked for. The other thing uh, to keep in mind, oddly enough, the tile installer installs heated floors. Can't say I understand why that is. I've asked and nobody seems to have a very good example as to why or reason as to why. But the electrician puts the the plug and the wiring in the wall. And then the tile installer puts the heated floor on the floor. And then typically I have my electrician connected. Don't ask why. But so that's going to be under a tile. Then you're going to have all of the paint. You're going to have any electrical if you're putting in new hi-hats. If you're going to put in any decorative, again, print out all the information and not just the pretty picture of the flush mount ceiling light. They're not going to care, by the way, what it looks like. The contractor and electrician, they're going to need the specs. They're going to need to know how big is it? Is it LED? Does it come with bulbs? Here's the little trick. Most light fixtures do not come with light bulbs. So what happens is the client will order it. There it is. It gets, you know, says, okay, check off the list, lights there. The guy goes to install it. And unfortunately, years ago, electricians would supply light bulbs and I miss those years. My current electricians do not supply light bulbs. I might get lucky if I have undercounted and they have one or two on their truck, but for the most part, you have to supply the light bulbs. It's different in LED. You have to check with your individual fixtures and see what they come with. So why is this all important? Well, I'm hoping you're realizing as we're talking here, or you're listening, I'm talking, is that it saves time. At every meeting, any you know, walk by, hey, Mrs. So-and-so, I can't remember, are you getting a medicine cabinet? And is it recessed? And what are the sizing? Because I got to start framing that out. And you, all you have to do is open your binder, turn it to the plumbing, because again, I would have that under plumbing, which I know is not plumbing, and say, oh, well, it's this size. It's a 16 by 24. And he'd say, great, move on. As opposed to him asking you this exact same question and you look like a deer in headlights and you're like, wait, I'm running out the door. Hang on. I'll, I'll have to look it all up when I get back. And You might be gone for two hours. Well, that might be half the day if he this happened after lunch. And guess what? The framing didn't get done that day. So being organized, being on top of all the little details, and there are tons of little details, the bigger the project, the greater the details. So keeping on top of them is critical. Another reason, and maybe why I wanted to, you know, record this podcast now is we're working on a project remotely. And so the homeowner said, I- I've got this, Renee. You know, I want you as backup, but I've got this. Overall, I'm good. I know a person who used this contractor before, very well known, lots of ads in all the splashy magazines, and, and I'm good. And I said, Okay you know, you know how to find me, call me if you run into any problems. Well, there were a lot of problems. A three and a half month estimated project turned into five months. They had moved out and they were renting. So as you can imagine, that's a pretty big deal to go from three and a half to five months. They were fortunate enough to be able to stay and extend where they were, but that's money that they hadn't budgeted for. And there were some problems on the project. There was leaking shower and a couple of other things. And she couldn't find all the details. She had started a binder because I had told her to do that. And so some of the information was there, but she had made some changes along the way. And those slips of paper and specification sheets and details on the products that she changed out didn't make it into the binder. Now, because they had moved out, there was a lot of chaos and moving boxes and things like that, and it was much harder for her to get a hold of. Now, we, we pieced it all together and we got them back on track and the repairs that are necessary are being made, but there was definitely time lost. I would say several days of time lost before we could even set up the meeting with the contractor with basically our facts to go up against their facts. There was a lot of stress and anxiety over it, not knowing how long it would take and basically wanting that first step to be over and done with so that they could move on to how to fix it. So these are, and and, uh, let me back up. I am not saying things will go wrong on your project. I am just saying that if it does, the most important and critical piece is to stay organized so that all the information is in one binder. And had they had that, it would have created a lot less stress and moved the resolution process along a lot faster. Now, that being said, it's not hard to stay organized, as I just explained. It's, you know, you're going to have a binder or a small folder or a combination thereof, whatever works best for you. But I can assure you in the end, it will save you time and money and a lot of aggravation if you have everything dialed in and and organized on the front end. So if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me. Maybe I will photograph some of my binders and put them on social media for people to see. I'll make sure they're the neat and clean ones. Some of them get pretty beaten up being dragged to and from job sites month after month after month. But maybe if that would be helpful, shoot me an email and ask me if that would be helpful. And and I'm happy to, uh, to do that but it's, it's something that's inexpensive. It's something that is really easy to do and maintain. It's just a matter of making it a priority. So I thank you so much for listening today. I hope this was helpful. Feel free to reach out with other issues or other ideas that you want to hear about. I'm here to help. And if you have a topic that's more pressing to you, it may be pressing to a lot of other people. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to reach out to me. You can email me or direct message me through social media and we can start a conversation about what it is you're going through right now. That will also help me come up with other ideas for future podcasts that I can share with everyone as I assure you we're all in the same boat together. I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review. If you would like to find out more about me and what I can do, please go to my website www.davignedesign.com. Thanks for listening. And I hope to hear from you soon.